Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And man, it is a rainy day here on the Kenai Peninsula, but I'm sure that our lawns and the uh, trees are much appreciative Great for a fire suppression and whatnot, but man, I can't wait till it gets a little bit more sunny here in Alaska. We have a very special guest today, Bob Cornuke. I might be saying that wrong. He's actually Dr. Bob. He has his no, FBI. No. <laughs> He's FBI Don't go trained. saying that, John. Don't go saying that. <laughs> He's FBI trained. He was a SWAT team member, and he's one of the leading figures as it comes to biblical investigation of archaeology the archaeologist type sites all around the world. And I'm very excited for him to be on the Must Read Alaska show today. So without further ado, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show, Bob. Thank you for having me, John. I hear a lot of, I'm talking to Dave Bronson. He says a lot of good things about you. Well, before we go into your kind of your life's work, Mayor Dave Bronson, uh, folks that listen and read too much to uh, listen and read Must Read Alaska are big fans of Dave Bronson. Give us the Five-second highlight reel of the most amazing introduction that you gave for him at the Mountain City Church where you spoke at yesterday. I think our viewers will be excited to hear what your thoughts are on Mayor Dave Bronson. Well, uh, Dave's on my board, and uh, I've known him for about 15 years, and we've traveled to Israel, and we've traveled to Africa together, and all over the world together, and we've met in strange places, in Hawaii, everywhere else, and I've... I, I, well, I, I, I'm saying this from the heart. I, I don't know anybody who is more honorable than Dave Bronson. And so it sounds like just a friend giving, uh, you know, sort of a, all, all these accolades to, to a person because we're friends. But to put this friendship aside, um, he is one of the finest men that I've ever been around. Uh, he, he's very giving. He helps uh, some of the orphans and stuff over in Africa. He doesn't tell anybody. Uh, he just does that. And so uh, Dave's Dave's just one of those guys that you're blessed to have as a mayor. And I hope you get him reelected because you're not going to get a finer guy uh, from just an just a, a stellar person standpoint. He he's a good pilot too. He flew me up to Lake George and we we went up there and we, we landed by a glacier and. Of course, I'm chatting away saying, hey, Dave, look at this and look at that and look at that. And, <laughs> you know, he's under so much stress in his job. He just laid down on the rocks and fell asleep within two minutes. And so I wandered <laughs> off and hiking. He just he just laid there like a darted bear and and he just needed some rest. He works really hard night and day for, for the city of, of Anchorage. Well, that's a great glowing recommendation from sounds like somebody who knows Dave really well. So. Um, let's talk a little bit about your work. I think your work is very fascinating. You've been on, you know, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, Fox, ABC, the History Channel, you name it, you've been there talking about some of your work. So tell folks who maybe haven't heard of you what it is you do and maybe what got you involved in this work in the first place. Okay, uh, my, my background is is law enforcement. Uh, I was a police officer in uh, Costa Mesa, California. Uh, uh, 
FBI trained homicide investigator, uh, crime scene investigator, a guy that collects evidence and lets the evidence speak uh, for itself. Uh, today, we have a lot of people that are out there saying grandiose things that they found this in the Bible and they found that in the Bible. And there's a lot of confusion amongst the consuming uh, you know, population because a lot of what they're saying is just wrong. It's just it's just an error because they want to sell a book. They want to hawk a video or they want to just look great, you know, amongst their their students at a university. But, you know, and I tell audiences, don't believe what I say or what they say. Uh, use the Bible as the final mediator and arbitrator and all this. You know, when Paul was speaking to the Brians, he said, uh, you're, you're noble because you check the word of God against what I say. And so I challenge everybody when you're listening to a lot of these charismatic speakers and pastors, they come off and they say, well, we found this or we found that. Uh, uh, most times it's just not true. But if you take out the word of God and you start summing through scripture and, you're, and you check it out, then you might want to listen to them because the Bible is uh, is a gold standard of truth. So you've written, I think, eleven books or so. Um, what's one of the your most favorite books that you have authored, and tell me why that is? That's a good question. You know, most people think it's on Noah's Ark or it's on Mount Sinai because of the great international acclaim we've received with the Mount Sinai search, or even the Temple. I, I you know, I've put out a video on that and it's it's over 800,000 views just on that but one of those that's kind of a sleeper that no one knows about is the search for uh the anchors of Paul off the coast of Malta and that was one of those where you know Luke is is speaking in Acts and he's writing and is telling us where these anchors are located 90 feet of water in between uh, you know offside a offside a, a bay with the beach uh, he uses the term in Greek, topon de thalasan, which means where two seas come together. So and he gives 90 feet uh, going down there, you know, 15 fathoms, uh, six feet in a fathom, so 90 feet. So he gave this amazing detailed account of this. Uh, in fact, in, in Acts there, about the shipwreck, there's more words assigned to that than all of the creation account in Genesis. So... Why is he giving us all this incredible detailed information? I I went over there and sure enough, we located where the anchors were located. I didn't go dive down and find them. I found out that in the 60s and 70s, divers had located these big anchors. And we're talking about just picture a railroad tie about five feet long that's made out of lead that has a square hole on top of it. <laughs> for the shaft to go into uh, the wood's gone the rope's gone but they but this lead will last forever and so these guys found this lead and I kind of put two and two together and when I told them I think you have found uh, the, the four anchors from from Paul's shipwreck they wept um, these guys were hardened divers a lot of them weren't believers and they just wept when I read the story and and to think that they could be involved was such a magnificent discovery. I mean, if this is true, these are the first man-made objects from the Bible that we found. And so I think that is the real deal. I think those anchors are from Paul's shipwreck. Um, you have to force feed your mind past reason and logic to ignore them as Paul's shipwreck anchors. And so that one is probably my favorite, even though I've been involved in 77 expeditions now been arrested five times in the Middle East. <laughs> uh, you know, you carry a Bible over there in Muslim countries and then you, you're, you're really asking for trouble. 
and and I've gotten thrown the who's cow five different times over there. Um, I don't want to ruin the book, but I do live. You know, I don't want to spoil the book or anybody, but I, I do live from those things. <laughs> You're still here, li- kicking and screaming. I'm right? still I'm still here, kicking and screaming. So uh, I I think I read somewhere that you once got invited by uh, President George W. Bush to uh, put on a Bible study at, at the White House. Talk to a, talk to us a little bit about that because the people that listen to this show are kind of political junkies and they're going to he- love to hear a great George W. Bush story. Yeah, I, I you know his uh you know his his one of his uh his uh, he, one of his people that worked uh, like chief of staff people uh were, was a good friend of mine and um Charity Wallace and so she said hey uh, you know the president wants to hear a bible study on this he really likes some Mount Sinai story. So I went to the White House, had to go through clearance. And the next thing I know, I'm in that room that you see, you know, all the people coming out of the White House and they're giving White House briefings. It's not that big a room. You think it's a big room. It's a really small room. But what what what, what I was disappointed in is that the president had to go to China. I mean, I asked, you know, I asked her, I said, can you tell him not to go to China? But it was an emergency. He had to go to China for some big summit there. But I did give uh, I did give a, uh, uh, you know, a presentation to the FBI, CIA, the, the, the White House staff. And then uh, through that, I became friends, you know, with Dan Quayle as well. And and apparently his mother likes my books. I, I don't know if she's still living, but at the time she really liked the books. And I actually uh, met his wife over in Russia. And uh, I spent some time at, at some banquets over there with her talking about it. And so, uh, yeah, I, I had that I had that connection, and you you won't believe how many people really like this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I have congressmen and senators all over that I've gone to Washington and I've shared this with, you know, and uh, they they really like this. And there's a lot of movie stars and celebrities that just go nuts for this stuff. You know, I just got with Pat Boone, and he loved it, and and so we had a great chance to talk about it, and. Mike Lindell from My Pillow Fame. We we were talking about this recently out there in Washington and in California. So yeah, a lot of people like this stuff. So it's fun. What what do you consider your your biggest success in your uh explorations all over the world? Um, probably the Mount Sinai one is is caused the most attention because when I first came up with this, uh Chuck Missler told me and and Chuck Smith from Calvary Chapel. They, they, and, and, and Josh McDowell, they all said, hey, you're going to take a lot of heat for this because everybody thought that Mount Sinai was in, uh, in, in the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt. And because we have the Sinai Peninsula there, you know, but in, the, in the, about the fourth century, Queen Helena, the mother of Constantine, the emperor of Rome, she was a fortune teller. She guessed that that's the place where the temple was. And I guess if you're the mother of the emperor, you sort of put it on a map and then it just lingered there to the point that no one ever questioned it. And so year after year after year, pretty soon these traditions get like calcified cement and even the word of God sometimes cannot crack open that outer shell of tradition. And what's interesting is Jesus says, your traditions will nullify the word of God. We need to be careful, very careful to follow what scripture says as the final mediator and arbitrator, as I said earlier in all this, this is so very important. And so as time went on, more and more scholars, Frank Moore Cross from Harvard and other notable scholars. And then pretty soon it was just now uh, most people will tell you that Mount Sinai is in, in, in Arabia. 
uh, and a mountain called Jabal al-Awz. Most people will, uh, scholars will say, yeah, it has to be in Arabia. In fact, most of the Bible maps are, are being changed as we even speak. Uh, many Bible maps have changed over the years. The Harper Concise, you know, the Times Atlas of the Bible, they've all changed and put uh, Mount Sinai in a favorable position over into Arabia. So I'm, I'm really excited about that one. And uh, people are taking tours over there and writing books about it. In fact, I've been forgotten in, in the in, in the dust storm of interest over there because everybody <laughs> else is claiming I found it. We've got, if you read these testimonials on the internet, they're all saying, oh, I found it, I found it. But, you know, I go way back. I'm one of the early pioneers on this thing. So let's say you had a time machine and go back 30 years from now. What kind of advice would you give your self first starting out in this kind of work? Well, well, the first thing I'd say is um, have have a thicker skin. Uh, I didn't realize the the flaming arrows of dissent that would be shot in my direction. You know, any politician today will say that. Um, and and and, you know, most of it wasn't, hey, the Bible, they weren't putting they weren't putting out Bible verses showing where I was wrong because they couldn't because the Bible says that Mount Sinai is in Arabia. It's in the ancient land of Midian, where Moses met God at the burning bush. I mean, the Bible is very clear that it's in Arabia, not in the Sinai Peninsula. So the Bible gives strong testament that it, it, it's being in Arabia. But um, nonetheless, when you start having these scholars, uh, what they do is they marginalize and they characterize. They they say, well, he doesn't have this good of education, or he's he's not that smart, or he doesn't have a big organization behind him, or a lot of scholars don't agree with him. They, they marginalize and characterize. And that's what we see with amongst politicians. You know, I was just, you know, just just last week, I was I had a video being done on me uh, from a man out of Michigan. And he said he interviewed someone uh, who's a big scholar saying where the temple's located. And because I say the temple's in the city of David, he called me an anti-Semite. Well, I am very pro-Israel. Uh, I have taken over food for the starving children over there out in the outer lining areas and, and handed out I I brought over I brought over you know busloads and busloads of people over there I'm always favorable to the people of Israel and but I'm I was called an anti-semite and so the consuming public reads that and might just take this guy's word for it and so that's what's really sad today is we have a lot of these uh spineless guys who, who these guys that sit aboard, uh, sit in front of their keyboards and their, and their <laughs> keyboard Nazis. And they live in their and, parents' basements, probably. And they live in their parents' basements and they're in their pajamas and they're, and they're sending out these things as if it's really credible, you know, commentary. And it's, and it's usually just people that are just don't, don't have the guts to come out and, and face and face the, the glare of scrutiny. And what I do is I put out everything out there. And I tell people, you look at the Bible because I do not write, I do, I don't write a book or do a documentary or a public talk that I don't have it just peppered with scripture. So what's next? What's your big thing that you haven't yet accomplished yet? Is there something out there that is like the crescendo piece to you to your career that you're still waiting to kind of get out there and conquer or or have you found everything that you wanted to find? Well, no, I, you know, give me a shovel and 50 bucks and I'll, and I'll find uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Hoffa. I'll have his corpse on your desk tomorrow. I'm, I'm pretty good at finding this stuff. But the problem is, is that, is that I don't go out and put the cart ahead of the horse. What I do is I say, God, you, you kind of, you kind of 
lead me in these directions. I'm available. And then my job is to authenticate things. Uh, and, 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 you know, we, we do that by chronology. We do that through archaeology. You know, we, we do that through historical references. You know, there's, there's really formulas for finding out what the truth is. Unfortunately, most things in, in Israel uh, are, are just wrong designations. You know, there's people that are, that your church is all over the place over there. The only place they haven't built a church is on the Sea of Galilee because you can't. You know, they, they put churches and say, this happened here and this happened there. But one of the things that you see, you see what I did, I, I had a, a thing with um, the Ark of the Covenant. And I was, I, I've been quite heavily uh, pr promoted on History Channel uh, and, uh, you know, travel channel and stuff and discovery with that Ark in Ethiopia, the Ark of the Covenant in Ethiopia. And people kept saying to me, well, Bob, what's, what's next? What's next? And I, I just said, you know, I don't, I don't know. And so about 10 years went by and then all of a sudden God said, you know, kind of, I got handed a book about the temple being in the city of David and scripture was just really like flaming arrows pointing to the city of David all over scripture, it's saying in the Jebusite Fortress, in the city of David, in Zion. And so I started writing my own book on it using all this plethora of, of uh, you know, Bible verses. And it started stacking up that, that the temple is not on the traditional Temple Mount where the big gold dome is. We see that today, that big iconic gold dome. But scripture is screaming, literally screaming that it's in the city of David. And that where that gold dome today is where the Muslims that have control over that, it's a 36 acre up there called the Haram al-Sharif or the traditional Temple Mount complex, um, all those different designations. But the temple, I think, should be in the city of David. And that's where water is. You have to have running water uh, for where the temple is. There's no water running water up on the Temple Mount. I think what they have up on the Temple Mount, that big 36 acre complex up there was the former uh, Fortress Antonio which housed the 10th Roman Legion and other legions, but the 10th Roman Legion was the most prominent one. That's about 6,000 soldiers, about 4,000 support personnel. No one's ever known where the, where the Antonia Fortress is because it's been right in front of their noses. You can't see the forest <laughs> through the trees kind of thing. So now I'm having scholars that just unleashed on me on that one. And now what's amazing is the internet's now popping all over the place saying, hey, uh, there's Bible verses and history. Uh, it leads us to believe that this is the place the temple is is there. So, what am I going to look for next? Um, we just uh, we just worked with where Paul where where uh, uh, Christ was crucified. We found the split open tombs, as, as Scripture talks about in Matthew. We have the split open tombs that were split, and then you have the open cavities of the tombs east of the city of David. Uh, we just had a, a peer reviewed scholastic paper with some of the top scholars in the world on. Uh, John Hyrcanus's tomb, which we found an inscription of that. I'm working with uh, Ron Matson and a lot of this stuff with K-House. And uh, we, we were going over there on, on tours. We have about, in the last, oh, I've done three tours. I think it is this year alone. I'm going over again in September. And then I go over again in April. If anybody's interested in going on a tour, uh, just go on K-House, the letter K and house.org. And you can get, you can, and you can get our, our, our tour information on that. But we, we love to do tours because we have people right there on site, Bibles open, and we, we, we try to instruct them on what is the authentic places of the Bible. And because scholars and, and, and people that want to go on these trips are so excited when they see the evidence that we have to present a lot of times against tradition. 
you know, these traditional places that some cleric in the Middle Ages said this is where it happened and they built a church there and it didn't and it's not where it happened. You know, Gordon's Calvary is an example of that. Church Holy Sepulcher is an example of that. All these places are wrong designations. Um, but we we believe that, that Mount Sinai and a lot of people from Alaska go on these trips. I, you know, uh, we have about, oh, 20, 30 percent of our our tours are always people from Alaska. I, I don't know what it is with Alaska, but you guys really love the word of God and you love to go out there and be ad, ad, adventurers. And so uh, we got past the run up just here. The weather. Walking, yeah. the because of the weather, it's nice and warm over there in the wintertime. But anyway, great people from Alaska. Uh, and I was just up there. Of course, I just got back today. I was over there. I, I heard you had an earthquake today of some kind of a rumbling. Uh, Mike Paulson told me that you had an earthquake there this morning in, in, in Anchorage. I don't know if that's true or not, but he said you got an earthquake. Did you feel one out there? I, not where I live, but I'm out in the boonies John, did you get... on the Kenai Peninsula. So You're on the Kenai Peninsula. Well, I was out there fishing last year, so that was, that was great fun there. I love that. Well, last question to you is this, uh, Bob. Um, where can somebody find your information? I'll put the link, you know, to your website uh, in the description, but there's going to be people wanting, you know, want to go buy your books, want to go check out your tours. You told us about the website there, but where can somebody find out more about what you're doing? Well, I'm partnering with uh, K House, which is doing a lot of our administrative and a lot of our book sales. And that's just, just a letter K, house with the word house, K house, one word. Um, and .org, and then uh, baseinstitute.org uh, is B-A-S-E, like baseball base, just base, B-A-S-E, institute.org, and you can get and see all of our, all of our stuff that we have, and uh, just love for you to uh, take, check us out, and see if uh, you want to get a book, and we'll love to send you out one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for joining us here on the Must Read Alaska show. I'm sure you're up in Alaska often. We appreciate you spending time up here. And uh, we look forward to maybe having you on again, telling us about some of your recent expeditions here down the road. So uh, until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska.